la siren. I have to remember the emphasis, guys. La siren. La siren. Siren. Anyway, <laughs> I'm going to try not to do that in the beginning of every episode. But if you're returning, you know what to expect. <laughs> so welcome back. If you are new, welcome. I hope I didn't lose you already. Uh, We're doing things a little different around here, around these parts for this episode. This is another journal entry. I have attempted to like pre-record it, but uh, I'm not really crazy about the quality or just even like the the stream of thought. So we're going to do it live, big baby. Excuse me, pardon me. I'm going to try to cut that out. Anyway, so what do I have to tell you guys? Um, right now I'm living in a hotel. Last Wednesday, I uh, got into an altercation with my mother, whom I have been living with for the past two years out of necessity and like mutual beneficial arrangement that once COVID hit, that mutually beneficial shit went out of the window. And so essentially I knew I needed to move, but I have been putting it off for numerous reasons. Namely, my mother is legally blind. She has a vision impairment. Um, Her entire left eye is literally it's deflated and then the right eye is inflamed and she can't really see too well out of that one and um she's almost 70 and so coupled with just things that happen as you get older she doesn't have her vision and my sister at the time of me moving in did not live in the states and now she's back pardon me Y'all had some spicy shit with some soda, which I don't even drink soda. How did I end up having soda yesterday or the day before yesterday? What's today? Tuesday. So yesterday I had a cherry Coke for the first time and it was divine. No, I'm lying. It was the day before yesterday. I think it was Saturday because I went to Checkers. Man, but you like my voice is all crackly and shit because of all that sugar and then this hook and reel spicy sauce i'm sorry guys i'm off track anyway i'm gonna try not to do that for the entire podcast because well you know i'm potting guys i want you guys to be able to hear me listen i'm also at work so back to the story i've been staying with my mom for two years we had a physical altercation in which I've been programmed, my subconscious or my conscious, I don't, I don't really know. I'm still learning the difference between the two. But everyone is, they're not blaming me. But they also are not blaming my mother. They are blaming my mother without saying the words. And it's really kind of complicated because I wanted to avoid saying this. But to be honest... It is what it is. It just is what it is. My mother's abusive. I was abused as a child and as an adult. And the abuse went from both 
psychological or mental abuse and physical abuse as a child to mainly mental and then with the occasional violent um, outburst. And so Wednesday, after a month of mental torture, which I would just kind of like blow off and then try to do a different route. And this is what I'm saying when I'm like, let me just cut the, to the chase. The woman is abusive. I love her. I, it doesn't take away from... And see, this is the there, there's no black and white here, especially when you are being abused. I'm not going to say that my mom is a bad person. I definitely want to highlight that she has good qualities about her. But people, other people... You know, when they hear that someone's an abuser, they're like, no, fuck that. You're a terrible person. But the fact of it is that abuse oftentimes comes from learned behavior. And after taking a a look at my mom and her siblings, I can say that I do believe that they all were abused. I look at my uncle and how he's like... I don't know. It's almost like he's unable to take reign of any household. His first wife and his second wife, like whatever. And then you've got my two aunts, one who is actually very calm. She's my favorite aunt, but she wasn't always calm. She used to be a pistol. And then there's the other aunt, so the two, the the second, the youngest of the five children, she's always been a pistol. She still is a pistol, but now she's a pistol for the Lord, okay? And that's a lot of fun. And then there's my third aunt, who is the second oldest of the five, and she's quiet. Now... For as long as I can remember, she's been like, you know, oh, let it roll off your back. Let it roll off your back. But she's so passive. She would never hurt a fly. This is just like my observation of her because of all of them, I've spent time with her the least. So I can only say like she exhibits the other side of abuse where you don't mimic those behaviors. Instead, you go complete opposite end and there's no no um display of how you're feeling you just eat it all up you keep it inside and actually this is the one she has a lot of health problems miniature strokes tumors things like that since she was a a young woman like 17 I think sorry so anyway um saying all of that as I just like ran down a quick history of or just a quick update on how these people are as adults um my mother has always been hot or cold so I knew for sure there I was never safe when she was home and I don't think anybody understands that like as a teenager for sure did I do things that needed discipline absolutely but her discipline would be literally sending me out to the street. She had no idea where I was going when she would kick me out. Sometimes I would go to a friend's house. Sometimes I would wander around. Sometimes I would find some grown-ass man who wanted to keep the company of a fucking 15-year-old. Whatever the case may be, 
that's what that was my life from the time I was 13 until I was 17. And my sister doesn't get it. She's 15 years older than me. And honestly, I don't think she cares. And she gets hurt. She looks like her feelings are hurt when I say that. But it's just like you're so dismissive of it. You don't understand the type of stuff that I'm like mentally working through from celebrating myself, my accomplishments, celebrating my children to just like regular day to day stuff, interacting with people, no longer making myself so small. Because it got to a point where the people closest to me all mimicked the relationship that I had with my mom. And that's not good. They all make me feel like I'm a bad person. And then, though, because my mother does this, too, as does the father of my children, as does my former best friend. After making me feel like such a terrible person and berating me and berating me to the point of tears and telling me my tears are fake that I don't have any real feelings, they'll then tell me how much they can't live without me and how good I am to them and how much of a great person I am to them. And I wonder, like, do you backtrack this information to the people that you share it with? Like, when you, after you've made me feel like shit, do you vent to someone else about why you made me feel like shit and how I deserved it? And then do you go back and say, you know, I changed my mind. Phoenix is actually a wonderful person. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. But it's painful. It's painful. That's really all I can say. It's just like... I don't like feeling like a bad person. And I don't like begging. I've begged both, both of my friends. So the guy that I had kids with and my former best friend. I would beg them to tell me. Literally in tears. Begging them. To tell me what I did wrong. And so now, this is why I say like subconscious, conscious level, I really don't know. I still feel it. I still feel the pain. But I know that I'm not a bad person. It doesn't matter. I know I go out of my way not to be a bad person. And not in the way where you're just kind of like, thank me. Appreciate me. I'm great. Why don't you see that I'm great? No, it's not like that. It's like... Well, you know, I do this because I care about you. I do this because I want you to feel whole. I do what I can to help you. I'm not asking for you to do the same for me. Just some basic common decency would be nice. I'm not even asking for a thank you. It's never really occurred to me. Only when I get something other than a thank you that's really negative, so... One of the examples, my mom didn't have money for something and I sure as hell wasn't going to give it to her because I just don't have it like that. So I contacted my sister and asked my sister for the money. My sister gave my mother the money directly and my mother snapped my head off. Like, well, what if she doesn't pay for my internet now? And it was like, or you can just say thank you. She sent you enough to pay for both your insurance and your internet. Just say thank you. Why are you yelling at me? Because you're afraid she is not going to pay your internet bill now. And why can't you fucking pay it? It's stuff like that, you know? (sighs) Anyway, I no longer live there. I'm staying in a hotel for a month against my sister's advice. Against really everyone's advice. 
But I had to do this for me. And I feel damn good about that decision. I've unpacked most of me and my kids' clothes and put it away in the drawers. I've packed for my trip because I'm going on vacation two times in April. Can you guys believe it? And I've got my laptop out. I did some work today. I ate. I still eat too fast. I'm always rushing through my food because, you know, I want to eat. And I always feel like somebody's going to want something from me, which they do. But today I didn't have to rush. And so just the idea that I didn't have to rush really makes me feel good. (sighs) I want to hold on to this feeling. I want to encourage anyone who is in an abusive relationship to break free. One of the things that I, at least I'm just learning is that abuse doesn't look like we're taught it does. It's not always physical. It's mental. It's microaggressions that make you question what you're doing and if it's okay. Because the person might not say like, hey, no, this isn't okay. But what they'll do instead, like, I can only give the example that I have. My mother will huff, puff, and sigh, like, (sighs) over and over again, slamming stuff. Oh, my God, the slamming. When she starts slamming things, I literally sit. At 33, I will sit in a corner like a fucking child. I'll sit in a dark room. I just won't move. One time I cried because I felt bad for eating before. Like, she was still in bed, and... I had a meeting and I ate breakfast. I made myself breakfast and I ate it. And then she got up and was upset that I didn't make her anything. But she was sleeping and I had a meeting. And you hear like, you shouldn't have to rationalize your actions. Abuse will have you second guessing every single thing you do. And while, yes, you do need to be introspective, yes, you do need to monitor your behavior because you, at the end of the day, you are accountable for your behavior. So I'm not saying that you shouldn't, you know, make sure that you're acting right, but you should not have to question. You should never question every single thing you do. It almost feels normal to me. And then I find out that other people don't go through that, that people don't like want to erase their existence out of someone else's space. When I went to stay with my coworker, my coworker offered me a place to stay. I wanted to just like be there, but not be there. Because if if I leave my stuff out and they see my stuff, they're going to remember that I'm there and they're going to want me to leave. And then I'm going to have to go get a hotel room anyway. If I make, <clears throat> excuse me, if I cough, if I go to the bathroom. So for, I think I was there for three days. I didn't use the bathroom. I, when I went to go pick up my kids because their father dropped them off at my mom's house. Um, I went to the bathroom there. And then, so, cause now the arrangement is that I come to my mother's house three days a week to clean and like run errands and do laundry and things like that. Just to, you know, help around the house. Um, But the kids were there, so, you know, I mean, it's my mom at the end of the day, so I'm cool with being there. I'm I'm 
not okay taking up space there because that was one of the biggest arguments is like you have too much stuff and I'm like it's a one bedroom apartment it's four of us yes I have a lot of stuff but there's no place for me to put it but it's always been like that even when I was a kid when I went to stay with my sister when I got pregnant like all of this stuff 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 it all boils down to stuff So my whole point, before I get lost in the details, is to tell you that if you feel anxious around someone and their microaggressions are causing you or spilling over into your life at work, spilling over to your life at school, it's okay. Don't wait for someone else to validate how you feel about the way this person treats you or makes you feel. Because if I did that, I would be still with my mom. Like my sister, my kid's father, everyone feels like I should just be with my mom. And from the time I could remember, I've been trying to leave my mom's space. Since I was a child, I've been wanting someone to just take me away. Then as an adult, I stayed because that's all I knew. And then I would leave during these moments where she blows up at at me and she like (sighs) does whatever she does. I would leave and then someone would say, go home, go to your mom. Why don't you just go to your mom? Because she's crazy. I don't know what else to do. I don't know where else to go. I don't know how to navigate this. But now I realize like I have the tools. I have everything I need. And sometimes we need someone to push us. And no one will push you. So I'm going to push you. That's the point. Is that the people we know are not going to push us. Like my sister does not see this as abuse. My sister feels like, you know, mom just, she's fed up with your bullshit. So you got to do better. And I'm just kind of like, I was sitting at the kitchen table when she attacked me. (laughs) My, My fucking existence. And it's not even that. And I said that to my mom. I was like, you know... You're upset that you've lost your vision. And on two occasions, you've exploded at me for things out of my control. And I'm tired of it. Like, I have two small children. They're both eight. They are remote learning. I'm remote learning. And I'm working full time. And I'm taking care of you. And whenever you feel like, exasperated with your vision you accuse me of not caring that you've lost your vision you accuse me of being careless with your feelings you accuse me of being careless with everything you berate me and everyone else just seems like it's okay so it makes me feel like I'm the crazy person and so my point in saying all of this to you my listener my listeners is that if someone makes you feel this way If you are thinking this and there are other people who are kind of downplaying it because of how they feel about the other person, you have to go find your space. Like you have to look around you, see what you have. Because I I mean, it didn't occur to me that I had the tools I needed to get away this time, like for good. It's so simple. And and we don't even know it. Like, if you leave a situation, you don't have to come back. Your heart and your, your head, your subconscious, might, whatever might be telling you, no, this is what we know, you have to go back because it's safe there. 
but it's not safe because those behaviors spill out into your other aspects of your life. And that's that's not what you want. So, I mean, it took me a while to get to the point, but the point is that I am free and I don't expect anyone else to be like, fuck it, I'm going to be free too. But I do believe in planting the seed. I do believe in letting people know that you do have options, even if they're not presented to you. You always have options. It is now, though, up to you to learn what those options are, to become a little more shrewd in making your decisions. And so that is what I leave you with today. If you are being abused, call the domestic hotline, domestic violence hotline. And understand that your abuse may not be so obvious to other people because we're so trained to to see it as people calling you names or people physically hurting you. But it's not just that. It's little things that make you feel like you wish you weren't. Not alive, but that too. Like, I, I, I have to say, I've not felt like I wished I was dead in a very long time. I have not felt that since I've had my kids. But I used to feel that way because of the way my mother made me feel. And like the things she would say and the things she would do, it just made me feel like my existence was such a burden. Now I just want to sleep. I'm going to sleep away with no one around. That way I don't have to worry about my feelings being hurt and I don't have to worry about hurting someone else's feelings or taking their feelings into account. And if you feel that way, it's time for you to assess your environment. That's the seed for today. Assess your environment. Remember that even if your options are not presented to you, you have them. You have them. You just have to be shrewd. You just have to really think think about it and talk it out with the right person. In one of my previous pre-recordings that I'm not going to use, I talked about this one woman who was very, she was like, she made a huge impact on who I am um, professionally today. She made such a huge change in my life um, just by sitting me down and saying, you have options. And I know, as a matter of fact, I know for a fact, the reason why my sister is not so affected the way I am is because one day someone sat her down and said, Phoenix is not your daughter. She is your sister and therefore she is not your responsibility, which I don't know about that. But they also said your mother is not your responsibility. You can go to school. You can get more. You can do better. And she did. And I'm happy for her. And I said to her, I was like, I I resented you for so long because you know who this woman is and you left me with her. You're 15 years older than me. Why couldn't you save me? And now it doesn't matter. And now she's like so desensitized to it because she'll go, as a grown woman, you should be able to. Well, let me tell you guys, let me tell my women, let me tell my men that as an adult, it takes a long time. These fucking 40 plus year olds. Did not tell us shit when they were in their 30s and we were in our late teens. I could have sworn they had it figured out. And so the biggest favor you can do to yourself is to offer yourself grace. And to also share with these kids coming up like, yo, 
I don't know when we get the message, but it it doesn't come at 30. I thought it was going to come at 25. So I'm even more feeling like I'm behind the ball. But all of these little things that I do that I know now where they come from, it's all new information. So don't be so hard on yourself. Remember, you have options. That's what I got for you guys today. There will be no advertisements because I just don't, I don't feel up to it. I'm going to start posting every day, 10 after 10. The only way it won't be 10 after 10 is if there's music involved, but it'll be every day for the next 30 days. Just kind of like discussing my progress, um, where I am, or maybe not. I don't know. I don't know, guys. I don't want to make any promises. Sorry. (laughs) Anyway, I'm getting off. Goodbye for now. It is your friend, Phoenix La Siren, and I will see you tomorrow, 10 after 10.